Vagabonding by Rolf Potts. One sentence summary. Vagabonding will change your relationship with money and travel by showing you that long-term life on the road isn't reserved for rich people and hippies and will give you the tools you need to start living a life of adventure, simplicity and content. My favorite quote from the author is the following one. Having an adventure is sometimes just a matter of going out and allowing things to happen in a strange and amazing new environment. Not so much a physical challenge as a psychic one. Rolf Potts This book has been thrown at me multiple times, from multiple angles. But behind most pitches was Tim Ferriss, who keeps on raving about this book and even lent himself to writing a new foreword. It was the first book he picked for his book club in 2013 and is supposed to be the best guide to long-term travel out there. 2012 through 2013, I spent about four months on the road in total and can at least somewhat relate to a vagabonding life. It's fun. Right now, I'm not in the place to pick up this book and start planning a big trip, but I thought a peak can't hurt. Author Rolf Potts is an American travel writer and essayist, spending most of his time on the road. Vagabonding's been a great hit, has sold well over 100,000 copies and has been translated to several languages. Since most people are probably not vagabonds right now, I thought I'd start with the three lessons from the book most crucial to getting in the right mindset, taking your first steps and seeing if vagabonding is for you. 1. You must change your attitude towards money. 2. Adopt the mindset of vagabonding long before you start. 3. Start with simplifying material possessions in three steps. Think long-term travel is just for gypsies? You're about to learn something new. Vagabonding lesson one. Your relationship with money has to change. This answers the question, what is the most preliminary requisite of being able to travel long-term? Are you independent? Most likely, you'll answer this with a resounding no. The majority of people depends on things. We depend on our location because our job is there. We depend on our job because it's where our money comes from. Especially when it comes to financial independence, we only see it as this rare reality for the two extreme ends of the spectrum. Those who have absolutely nothing and those who are rich beyond their dreams. But long-term travel is a dream that's accessible to anyone in 2016. Just think of Charlie Sheen in Wall Street. Even in the 80s, his idea that he had to make a ton of money to live his dream of riding a motorcycle across China was ridiculous. He probably made enough money to do that in a week. Heck, you could clean dishes for six months and have enough for a plane ticket, an old motorcycle and a few weeks worth of food. Our relationship with money makes us see travel as a luxury, which is why we think of a vacation just like we think of a new car or an expensive TV. It costs a ton of money and is a one-time thing. But tightly packed, stressful, calculated flat-fee holiday cruises with a fixed budget provide none of the rich experiences travel is really about. If you think there might be a vagabond inside you, the first thing that'll have to change is your relationship with money. Here's how. Vagabonding Lesson 2 Vagabonding is really a mindset you have to adopt long before you reach the airport. This answers the question, what is the true essence of vagabonding? If you're like most people, you work to make a living and then reward yourself occasionally with a vacation. Vagabonds, however, work only to travel. 
They travel solely for the sake of traveling, and therefore earning money is part of their mission to earn the freedom to do just that. So vagabonding doesn't start with picking a departure date at the travel agent or arriving at the check-in counter at the airport. It starts with saving money, poring over maps, figuring out your destination and your why, and finally stopping to make excuses and putting off your journey. Vagabonds are like children in many regards. They look, they learn, they encounter their fears, and change their habits on the go. This attitude isn't something you're handed with your passport at the security check. You'll have to develop it over time, and planning your journey is a big part of that. And unless you're a trustafarian who never has to worry and just travels as a distraction from their real life with their parents' money, you'll have to save some money and think about what lies ahead. So get started on just that. Vagabonding Lesson 3 Start with simplifying material possessions in three steps. This answers the question, what is the most practical step I can take towards a vagabonding life today? Here are some actionable things you can do as soon as today to develop a vagabonding mindset. They all relate to simplifying your material possessions, because simplicity is a core concept any vagabond must embrace. After all, you can't take your entire apartment with you. Things just slow you down. 1. Stop expanding. Don't buy more stuff. That's it. Nope, not even travel accessories. Do you know how many travel shops there are in the world? Millions. Every airport sells water filters, batteries and plug adapters now. There's no need to get it all before even stepping on the plane. A pair of good shoes and a durable backpack will get you almost anywhere these days. 2. Start saving. Don't eat out so much, cook at home, bring lunch to work, eat only ramen noodles for a week, cut back a bit on luxuries and put some money into a travel fund. 3. Reduce. Now it's time to sell those old video games at a garage sale. Less stuff to pack and more money in your travel fund. It's a win-win. As you're planning, you'll see that every dollar saved now will pay off three times later. For example, for the price of two takeout pizzas in America, you can eat delicious food for almost a week in India. Once you're done with those three steps, try to put everything you own into your backpack and see how you fare. Depending on how much is left over, it might be time to start the second round. My personal takeaways from Vagabonding for 2017. Okay, I think the steps outlined in this book are pretty clear, right? So obviously you have to reframe how you see money and reframe how you see travel. Uh, This is actually something I struggle with. Uh, reframing travel that is because in my mind traveling still sort of means something like vacation so I usually check uh, hotels first and I was recently looking around because I want to start taking trips more because in about two years I want to be at the point where I make all my own money and I can actually afford to go places um, and like stay in one city or so for a couple months and I'm thinking about traveling around for a year or two. Um, so obviously that has to change. And that is something I struggle with coming from a very uh, like upper middle class, standard family, firmly rooted at home. That drives to 15 minutes to work every morning and so on. Um, so in my mind, it's like when I go to check travel stuff, like I check flights and I check the vacation deal sites 
and and I see like, oh, is there some big deal where I can do like four weeks and stay at a hotel? I do check Airbnb and I've considered that. Um, so, but I'm slow in terms of how actually local, quote unquote, I want to go with my stuff. So I need to work on that. Um, but I want to do that over time by taking longer but still sort of small trips, like a month trip here, a month trip there, stay in Airbnbs, right? Like try to eat locally, buy my own food and stuff like that, um, and then take it from there. Um, so that's my take on it. But I'll actually get back to that. You might say, huh, why stay a month in an Airbnb in one place, blah, blah, blah. I'll get back to that. Um, but second part, obviously, uh, it's exactly about that mindset. So when you travel around and when I was traveling for those four months with a friend, um, we stayed in hotels and stuff. So it was slightly different, but you learn to sort of live on the road and it sounds kind of weird, but like not unpacking your suitcase, like it becomes normal. You just grab what you need and then you figure out stuff on the go and routes and things change all the time. And it's totally different from being at home and having your routine or even taking a vacation at home or close to home. It's totally different where everything's planned because you very much live in the moment. You live a very reactive life and you just have to yeah react to the stuff that happens and learn to be okay with that. So it's a good practice in terms of staying calm and not stressing so much and so on so i think that's a key part of the experience and if you want that or if you thought about that you have to start taking steps now and getting rid of stuff as i said it's a win-win-win like you don't spend money on more stuff you don't need you can make money by selling stuff uh, that to that can go towards travel start saving and you also get extra space at home extra space in your mind if you have a storage unit you won't need that anymore you can stop throwing money at that uh simplifying material possessions is all is wins all around in my mind like in in the times we live today we don't need stuff almost all the things we need we can either buy very cheaply um, or and replace very fast, like a laptop uh, or a phone even. It's not that expensive in terms of what you get for it and what you can do with it. Um, and all this uh, and all the other things we can't sort of buy cheaply, we can sort of rent or just pay to use, like cars and flights and, I don't know, like even clothes you can sort of lease now and, and uh, furniture and Airbnbs and places to stay. So... It, 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 the world has gone from buying to own or from paying to own to paying to use. And I think that's a good thing because um, we don't need more crap that rots somewhere until your grandkids inherit it and sell it. Um, all right. So that for the lessons to circle back to like why I want to do the whole Airbnb thing. What I didn't like about traveling around or traveling around a lot is being in a different place every couple of days and then like rushing through a city in four days like the most because that's very touristy in a sense that you rush from one side to the next, try to check off the most items you can and then move on. So I would much rather get the feeling of being settled down and, and settling in and getting your routine and so on for one to three months to two to three months in one place, really get to know the place, like find out little, like go to the little alleys where no one goes, go to the shops where no one goes and stuff like that and find out what it's like to live there like actually live there 
and then move to the next place because that is sort of traveling to explore the world and traveling to find a place where you would like to settle. Because I have two, three places where I can see myself settling, but maybe there's something really awesome I haven't explored that well yet. Like I would love to go to back to go back to Japan, go back to Korea. Um, I haven't checked out any of the of uh, Southeast Asian countries like Vietnam, Cambodia, and so on. Although I probably don't wouldn't want to live there long term. Um, but Japan, Korea, uh, I've been, but only very shortly. I can definitely see myself there. Uh, obviously, the U.S. Uh, I've spent quite some time there but not in those bigger cities where I would consider living. Like, I like San Diego is awesome. I like San Francisco. I like New York. They're okay, but um, I don't think I need to sort of live there um, for a very long time. So I would do it to explore that way, right? Uh, so that's one reason why I would like to stay longer in places. Um, the other is, and this, is, this might be a kicker, um, I don't think vagabond or... I don't think vagabonding is necessary or that it's better or worse than any other lifestyle. I know some people like this, they think that's sort of the dream and just like making money on the go and traveling the world. But really like after a year or two, I noticed it after those four months, like it gets old too. So you, you humans get used to everything and being grounded in a place has, it's, it's beautiful. I like it. Um, I like seeing myself as like living in a home, like having a family, uh, having my regular routine for work, um, living in a place that's not remote but sort of outside the city where it's more calm, uh, more nature and stuff like that. So I like that. And I think we today we shun a little bit the people that stay at home and stay in their places. But that's actually the majority of people like even with my high school graduation class like we graduated 70 people and i think 60 of them are still here so it's not it's not the norm to go away and travel the world and so on like most people still live and stay in one place most of their lives um and that's not that doesn't make them worse than people like who aspire to travel a lot so um i think long term that gets uh, quote unquote old as anything um, it's the best time ever to be alive if you want to do long-term travel, uh, f especially if you want to do it like me for maybe a year or two, go around, explore the world, and then settle down somewhere. Um, it's better to do that than ever. Uh, it's also better to do that than ever long-term, of course, if you want that. But I would say really listen deeply into your... into your, uh, Ask yourself very deeply, listen to your heart Um whether that's really for you, because I don't think it's for most people. It's for a small percentage of people to really do it like all their lives. All right. Hope that's this. Hope you found my take on vagabonding interesting. Um, and whatever you do, minimalism is always a good idea. So I hope you'll sell a thing or two after this. And I will see you on the next summary.